You're listening to the Inspire Excellence Podcast, recorded at the BVA headquarters with your hosts, Troy McLean and Tommy Alquist. Each episode is focused on shedding new light on different perspectives to create dialogue that inspires excellence. Hey everybody, this is Troy McLean with Tommy Alquist on Inspire Excellence. And this week's theme right before New Year's is how to pave your goals to gold. And who better to do that with other than Kristen Armstrong? <laughs> do you come up with this like on the fly or what? I literally did. I do. I don't know if that sounded oh, good or not. You, had, you have a future in this business. It was great, but you definitely did some homework. No, I didn't. No, I literally you asked didn't? these guys. I didn't. No, I didn't. that was great. That's pretty I good. Just, I just ran Well, I don't know how I'm going to follow that, but that's know. pretty good. But thanks for being here. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we were just talking about, I was going to tag a little bit then go forward you were talking about a podcast and how during the podcast that uh there was everybody on the podcast and all of a sudden you hear this toilet flush absolutely you know i think that anything goes on a podcast and so um <laughs> that's what podcasts are all about it's just having a little bit of fun and i mean i don't want to set high expectations for today because there are no toilets around but <laughs> no i mean no. i don't know well something will happen something will happen it's inevitable <laughs> i'll give you one quick story about that so of course i'm shooting my television show and everybody wears these wireless mics and you wire up uh, anybody that you're going to interview in the future. Like, hey, we're going to interview you in 10 minutes, but let's get you wired right now. And just so you know, everyone has access to that wired mic channel. <laughs> and one little gal, wonderful little gal, we're going to interview her. Um, we say, hey, we're going to get wired up. It'll be 10 minutes, but it's hot. It's hot right now. So we all got a headset on. And she goes to the restroom and she's singing Monday, Tuesday, happy days. No. Wednesday, Thursday, happy days. <laughs> Well, we all get it stuck in our head, not knowing that her mic's on. She comes walking out and all of us are singing the song and she realizes, uh-oh, I've been singing the song. <laughs> so, yeah, we're always hot. The mic's always on. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for being here today. Hey, before, give us a little update here. I'll tell a quick story. So, so, uh, so Kristen's husband, Joe, is a good friend and a true engineer. I would say true. Like yes. every joke you've ever heard about engineers, it is Joe. For sure. Plus a little redneck in him from being from Horseshoe Bend. He is a redneck engineer. It's amazing. And he used to have a mullet. No. They should bring him back. I actually took it away. It took me a few years once I met him, but I have to had to lift that mullet. It was. <laughs> so if you yeah. think about mullet, redneck, Horseshoe Bend, engineer, engineering mind. Yeah. I mean, that's all he thinks. Very calculated. You go shooting with him and it's, it's a blast because he calculates everything down yeah. to the, this precision point. Um, and then if you go visit uh, their home, he vacuums the carpet a couple times a day. Uh, the garage has not one speck of dirt on it. Um, it it's, it's crazy. I'd it, freak him out. Have you ever you heard of a carpet rake? No. Yeah, look it up. We have one. You have to, after you vacuum, you have to rake it so that the lines yeah. are perfect. You know, Shut the that's why. So, so anyway, yeah. I, I'm okay. getting to the point here. So, <laughs> so <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Kristen says, we're going to get a dog. And I'm like, okay, I love dogs. How is that going to work with Joe? <laughs> you know, dog, house, you know, yeah. potty training. Oh. Uh, control. This is this is like completely contrary to this guy. And I, this is not going to work, right? So uh, they get the dog, B Mia. Yes, Mia. And so Saturday I saw Joe and he has melted. He has turned of from course. mullet redneck boy into. Oh, So give us an update. Yeah. Well, first of all, I never see Joe sit still on a couch. Right. And um, but when Mia wants to sit on his lap and snuggle, mm -hmm. Joe's super like chill. And when Mia has an accident in the home, it's no longer a big deal. But if I spilt like lemonade on the floor, it would Huge. be like, holy moly, you did it again, Kristen. 
and I'd be trying to sneak up the wipe. And so now it's just all accepted, but still I would say it's not accepted with Lucas and myself. Yes, but at least not. now Lucas and I can blame Mia if we need to. We have four dogs and it's been the blessing of my life because just like what you said, it used to be, Troy, you do this, you do this. And now I just go, one of the dogs. <laughs> oh, look at that little doggy. Is she yeah. a golden doodle? She is um, a labradoodle. Labradoodle. Yeah. Fantas they don't shed, do they? No, they don't. They're They're, no, it's dog. a little mini too. So oh. it won't get more than like 20 to 22 pounds. Oh, but she's gold, right? She is. She's definitely like a little caramel color. Same color of your four gold medals? Um, it's kind yeah, of weird. Yeah, was, yeah. I don't know if you guys did that on purpose or by design. You got four gold medals? Nope. Nope, I don't. But that's a cute dog. That is a cute dog. That's a cute dog. Okay. That's the, the Mia update. Um. We should post a picture of Mia for the podcast, McLovin. She's so cute. Okay, Kristen, um, give us an update on Pivot. It's been a big year for you. It has. Before you know, we blaze um, in, what we're going to get into is goal setting, how to how to mindset changes, new year. But what, before we get there, tell us about Pivot. Yeah, Pivot. You know, um, I can't believe that we've only been open for six months, to be honest with you. It has been such a journey. Um, we opened up 10 mile back on um, the beginning of June in 2019. And we just opened our downtown location at Pioneer Crossing the first week of November. Fantastic. And so we set out lofty goals to open one facility, two facility, three facilities, five. And um, downtown right now is just killing it. And I think that the Treasure Valley is growing so much that there's a place for everybody. And Pivot has become a place of many. Um, I think that mm. the business um, professionals downtown are really loving the fact that they can actually hop over uh, before work um, at noon, but even like before they head home. Um, but also I'm finding that exactly what our goals were is that there are people who live out in Meridian near 10 Mile, and they're finding that on the weekends they're going to the 10 Mile location. They weren't members prior to downtown because they everyone wants convenience at all times in life. But I would say the priority is people want to work out while they're at work. So once they leave the home, they don't want to leave the home and then come back and then go to work. So um, it is killing it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we also just partnered with a health insurance company, Select Health. And so no longer are there barriers to um having access to a fitness facility. Now, um, for most people who are covered under Select Health, you can show your health insurance card yeah. and you're a member. Here's the thing is when was the last time you, sh you showed or pulled out your health insurance card for something that was for health versus for sickness? That's right. And so I think that we're showing what true healthcare is and um, that sick care is a different category. Yeah. And so I'm really enjoying being part of uh, making change. Um, you wouldn't believe how many people have told me that good luck. Health insurance companies are greedy. It's never going to happen. Good luck. We've been banging down the doors before. And so what people don't realize is it's kind of like when I made different comebacks. Oh, you're a mom. There's no chance. Good luck. <laughs> oh, you're over 40. Good luck. There's no chance. Every time someone says that, my coach used to say, that's just feeling her fire. Yeah. So watch out. I pity the fool yeah. to anyone that says that to you. 
You can't do that. Uh, you shouldn't do, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Those are motivating words right there. That's but they're motivating for you as well. They are for, well, for, for both of us. For all of us. For all entrepreneurs in general. Well, I only uh, hang out with people that like respond to these types of yeah kind of I don't know like minded people. I guess that's the best way to say it. Is when I'm around like minded people, I surround myself by people who are challenged when someone says they can't yeah. do that or. Um, when I'm in a room having a meeting mm-hmm. and everyone at the table is saying, well, there's just no way we just can't make that happen. And I'm always the one at the end that says, why not? Yeah. <laughs> why, why not? Yeah. And I want to go off on that a little bit. Like-minded people. I explained this to somebody else that like-minded people are this, uh, are anyone that is like-minded, but remember there's welfare lines that are like-minded people. There's poverty lines that are like-minded people. And so when you surround yourself with like-minded people, surround them around you're the like-minded of what you want to be and where you want to go. Because in my opinion, by doing that without a net work, you have no net worth. And so you have a network that allows you to have a net worth, not just in finances, but in faith, family finances, and just forward thinking. And so that like-mindedness has to be selective. And I've seen you do that time and time again as intelligent and brilliant and you'll pay me more when I say more about you, like as intelligent, keep, keep, going, keep, keep going, going, keep going, keep going. He is, I have always found this and I'm not going to, McLevin, you're going to laugh. He's not always the smartest guy in the room. He's not. That's true. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'm saying that and you're not always the strongest person in the room, but what I've seen is you put yourself in there yeah. and then those goals, you rise to the highest level of incompetence. And so if you're always right. Yeah, in fact, if you find yourself in a room where you're being challenged by people around you, you've got the right people around you. Yeah. Right? Definitely. And, and sometimes those are heated, right? Sometimes sometimes those, you want strong opinions. You want strong players in that room. You want a team that that's going to challenge you. And if they're not, you got the wrong people. Before we leave this, though, I know, I know the pivot story is still being written. Mm-hmm. And we rarely stop and pause and celebrate any successes. That's just kind of what you do. You just, it's the <laughs> that's next, what we it's, do. It's the next thing, no question. right? But I'll tell you, it's been, it's been, um, it's been really fun, Kristen, to watch you from a vision of this wasn't about, Hey, I want to open gyms. This was, I want to create programming that changes people's lives. And that programming wasn't just classes. It was mindset. It was mm-hmm. a, a community where you feel accepted. It was some way to help motivate you to say, no, I can make the changes in my life that are going to affect my health. Um, and then in the middle of all of it, you're, you're building that out and watching you do it was incredible. It was your name. So you're, you're stamping this with your name. And that, that was clearly early on. The rest of us just said, hey, you know, you're taking your brand, you're taking your name, and it's going to be excellent. And then you add Joe to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be meticulous. It's going to, everything's going to, every box is going to get checked. And then in the middle of it, you say, oh, by the way, we can't do this without nutrition. So you start a nutrition line, a nutrition company, and you personally develop all of the ingredients for the nutrition line you started. And it's just been, I guess, just to watch it happen and now to have a couple of them open, to have the nutrition line launched, looking back at this last year, pretty incredible. Pretty yeah, incredible what got done to, in one year. It's hard to, you know, I just think back about the lunch we had and kind of the idea. Um, like Tommy said, I, I never... My dream, even though I majored in exercise physiology, and most of the people I went to college with would probably say, oh, this, this is right up her alley, but I never really set out to say I wanted to open gyms. Um, right. That wasn't what I set out to do. 
through all my work experience and my athletic experience, it really made sense to make something much larger, larger than what I would consider a gym. Um, we are definitely a center, a fitness center, a place of health. That's why we have the word lifestyle in there. Um, and I can't choose the demographic that's going to show up. Mm. I, on paper, knew what my dream demographic would be. Right. And it's happening. Um, people are saying that they feel welcome, that there's already community within a month of opening downtown. I watch people come in every day and they're, they're already talking to mm. one another. They're meeting one another. And they've never felt so comfortable. And then obviously on top of that, they do talk about how this is the cleanest place they've ever actually been to. And so all of those things are, are very important. We just have a very high standard um, and quality because I feel that when you're ready to make change and you walk through the doors and you get yourself there, then it's our responsibility as Team Pivot to deliver, to deliver high, consistent quality programming, mm -hmm. to be friendly. Because at the end of the day, you have to remember that Somebody that walks in to pivot, that might be the only um, ask all day to them that says, hey, Troy, how are you doing today? Yeah. That might be the only time that person's mm -hmm. asked how they're doing. And we know the root of health and making change is happiness. Mm -hmm. And if you're happy, you can make change. If you are doing everything right, fueling yourself really well, and you're moving really well, and you're sleeping really well, and you're prepared, it doesn't matter. If you're not happy, the root, yeah. those changes won't be made, period, 100%. So where does that, and I had this conversation the other day with another group talking about, I prefer to hire athletes. That's just me. I, that's not being uh, like discriminatory or anything, but I want them to have some type of athletic background. And so a lot of people say, well, he or she was just an athlete, but they're not a business person. My position down that is if you're an athlete, you understand business. Because you take those principles into mm -hmm. your business. And if you're a business person, you should be an athlete of some capacity, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's shooting, whether it's, uh, you know, competing in, in something. How did you go from the transition from the proverbial battlefield of, of Olympics to the business field of pivot? Mm -hmm. You know, that transition, um, just like you said, it was it's a lot more. Um, there's a lot more parallels and people really realize. realize mm -hmm. um, in fact. There are so many times where I struggle and I'm having a hard time, um, no matter what it may be, um, starting up a new business or having to work really hard and not having time and having to prioritize and actually say no to people and think, how am I ever going to fit all of this in? Mm. But it was the same question that I used to ask myself as an athlete. And um, one of my best friends, um, as we were going into my fourth Olympic Games, she looked at me when I announced my comeback and she said, can you promise that we're going to have a little bit of fun this time? <laughs> and I'm like, there's no much, there's not much fun about it. Yeah. And so after I won a gold medal in Rio, she was there, Joe was there, Lucas was there. And we just started laughing one night because the next, after the podium, I get swept away to all the media. I'm completely exhausted. I wake up the next day. And we all look at each other and we're like, when are we going home? And everyone's like, aren't you going to stay? And like, hang on, Rio. And we were on to our next thing. Mm. And so it's no different as an athlete. You don't celebrate your successes enough. Yeah. And I'm trying to do that with um, our staff is I'm trying mm. to celebrate more of our successes and take a moment. So when I have my management meeting, I, mm. I, I start off with saying, we're just going to take a moment to talk about all the amazing things that we've done. That, that's not 
for for us, I think that's not intuitive sometimes no. because Mm-mm. when when you lay in bed, you probably only think probably like I do. You stay up as soon as you wake up at three thirty, you go to work. This mm-hmm. is kind of what you do, but you're thinking not about what you've accomplished, mm-hmm. but what you still have ahead of you. Yeah. And so it's hard, I think, sometimes to to because you're 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 so driven and you surround yourself with these great folks, but your vision of where you're headed is where your mind is. And you've got to figure out along the way how to celebrate for those that are in the trenches working to execute the vision. And uh, it's a lesson to learn. I, I'm not that yeah. great at it either. Yeah, it's we, hard. We, we have a joke around our office here at BVA that we don't celebrate anything. I mean, mm-hmm. we get something done so, and it's like five minutes of, hey, that was great. Now, what's the next thing? Yeah. And I'm getting better at it, but it's really interesting. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know the answer to this question. This is going to be fun. I might not either. <laughs> so this is going to be fun. You scare me. So uh, during the campaign, there was a time when I was just, I was dead. I mean, I was just tired. And I went to lunch with Christian, Kristen one day and I said, man, this is just painful. And I'll never forget the answer to this. It's to the today. I said, how did you deal with, how do you deal with pain? How do you deal with, and yeah. she looked at me, she says, I eat pain. She said, when I'm feeling pain with my competitors, I know that they're in pain and I use it for my good. I use it against them. The fuel. It's a fuel. And you know, I never forget what she said. If you're feeling pain, they're feeling pain too. So just handle it better than they are. Was was very insightful for me. So here's the question. Going through this last year and a half, what has been the thing that has surprised you most and been the hardest for you? Because I can't wait to hear what your mind does. Because there have been times, Chris, and it's mm-hmm. hard. Starting small businesses, you look at failure rates and success mm-hmm. rates of small businesses, it's hard. The other thing about starting small businesses for anyone listening out there, you don't know what the challenges will be until you get in the middle of them. You yeah. can plan all you want. You can prepare all you want. You can have performance. You can have timing. You can have, hey, everyone has great plans. But that's all two-dimensional. Yes. It, you got to get three-dimensional. You got to get three. You got to get three. Two-dimensional is a, is a projection. Two-dimensional is this. So I love the question. Because- so the question is specifically, on those days where it's just not going like you planned and you're ready to just, and you're laying at bed at night, what goes through the mind of Kristen Armstrong to bring you back in that next day? And is it different than us? Wow. That's a great question. Um, those days have been more frequent, frequent, <laughs> um, than, than usual. Um, I think that those moments, and it's interesting you asked that cause I just had a moment just a couple of days ago where, um, there's moments that are heightened over others. And there's moments, um, I say that I internalize. So there's moments I internalize and I just self-talk and I, I talk myself through it. And what helps me is when I'm feeling a struggle or I'm feeling that something isn't going the way I want it to go, right. I break it down in to little pieces and, and I imagine and visualize how would it be when it, when I can get it back on track. Yep. I love that. <laughs> Expound on that a little bit more. Cause I, no, I, I think that this, it's the for, end in mind for people that, that everyone's going to have problems, mm-hmm. right? Whether, whether it's your business life, your personal, you have times when you are just overwhelmed with problems mm-hmm. and what you just said, again, I didn't know what your answer would be, but, but tell us again, how you break that down and how you find the light and the hope mm-hmm. and the pathway mm-hmm. right through each segment of the problem. Yeah. And so, um, I take the problem and it's uh, overwhelming. It can be anywhere. Um, it can become multidimensional because it could be anywhere from a member having come with communication that may be, um, not a positive, mm-hmm. maybe just a complaint. 
And then it could be because of um, something like a piece of equipment that is the, the control of it is through a vendor that mm. may be in Colorado. And then you have um, maybe a staff at the front desk that didn't handle the situation properly. And then yep. you have a manager who maybe escalated that. And now it's 100% like a beast on my plate. And that's just one small example that has nothing to do with like, you know, the, the more detailed ones like the pro formas and not hitting numbers and things like that. But when it comes to that, it can be very overwhelming. But like I said earlier is I visualize what I want the outcome to be mm -hmm. and what would be the most positive outcome. And then I think about what's realistic and what can I do and what kind of timeline can I do? And I always think about how can I get the in-person, which mm -hmm. to me is a customer mm -hmm. and how can I make them feel satisfied while we work the issues out on the back end and solve that problem uh, where it's not even public facing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's very common. I think in uh, instinctually, I'll just tell you that's in most entrepreneurs. I don't even know that we do it by design or but we, we always think of the end in mind. It, it's the same thing that I'll do. What's the end in mind, the end in mind. And I, I'm going to always assume the best. And so I put the end in mind and then I just work it backwards. That way I become the architect of my own destiny and I can navigate mm -hmm. it. And I tell my whole team that what's the end in mind? Hey, this guy's coming in mad. Yeah. This guy's coming in pissed off. Yes. I'm like, okay, what's the end in mind? Well, I don't want to be mad. How do you not make him mad? Well, we got to fix this, fix that. Troy's going to take this, take that. And it sounds like you do the same thing in for those entrepreneurs out there. And I've watched you just be a zombie during the campaign, but I've watched, you know, the end in mind, what keeps you going is not nutrition. It's not, it's not sleep because you're working on a, like, I think 0.5 hours of sleep. It's the end in mind. Yeah. And that's what drives most of these entrepreneurs, these athletes, and those that are listening and watching. That's the, that's the, the, the road to gold for your goals is keeping the end in yeah, mind. Absolutely. And, and also yeah. I always, um, will hashtag my athletes and I always say, you know, I love questions. I love when mm -hmm. my athletes say, well, why am I doing this workout? Or, hey, when am I going to start this part of my <clears throat> periodization? Um, hey, you know, this and hey, that and hey, everything right. every day. Um, I always say um, for a minute before. So so Kristen is, is coaching. Yes. Tell, so tell. I coach a few athletes that will be heading to Tokyo. Yes. So right now I have two that will be in. Mm -hmm. um, both of them are metal capable. And yeah. then um, I have another athlete that has a chance as well um, to be part of the Olympic Games. And so to me, I look at that as um, my next gold medal. I'm ready to pass that baton yes. and um, nothing would make me more happy. And I wouldn't say that four years ago that I was ready to pass that off. But now I embrace it. And now the challenge for me is how can I coach somebody who has talent to um, be the best in, in the world? And um, but I always say to them, hashtag trust the process. Yeah. Because when they question me or they're feeling insecure and I can feel it right away. Yeah. I'm just like, trust the process. Yeah. Because um, if you don't, <laughs> what happens is we become very reactionary. Mm -hmm. And so I might have um, one of my managers ask me a question and it is a strategic question. Yep. And um, they may be looking for an answer from me, like snippety quick, because that's how I respond is for those things that need to be responded to. I am. I'm a responder. For those things that I need time to have it absorb, um, sometimes I feel like um, we are reactionary. So you always have to make sure that you keep to that vision. And though you can't always see the end of the staircase at the end of the tunnel, 
You have to take that one step at a time. Mm -hmm. But so often people get into this this race of planning and acting, planning and yeah. acting, and you have these check boxes on your on your sheet, and you're like, I did it, I did it, I did it, I did it. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a vision and you don't have a purpose behind it, then it's really hard to actually have any impact at the very end of the day. And so as I know that I have five new things that I want to launch at Pivot, mm -hmm. I also know strategically I can't launch those in January. It's going to take time. It's going to take patience. And, um, and, and it's no different than as we set out in 2020. I mean, today it all came to me. I, I teach cycling down at the downtown mm -hmm. Pivot every Friday. I taught this morning as well because a the coach um, really needed, uh, she wanted me to step in for her. And so when I think of those things, we were just completing a decade. And um, I wasn't thinking about like, we are entering into 2020. Yes. And one of my favorite things that I really want to put out there is I want to ask the question of, what were some of your favorite trends in fitness that did not work or maybe worked yeah. in the last yeah. decade? Yeah. Because I call them trends because so many people are acting out of a response to, oh, this is the newest, brightest, shiniest thing out there. Shiny lure syndrome. But you can't make change and have it sustainable and lifelong unless you take one step at a time. It's like, great, I'm glad you lost 20 pounds in two weeks. Not realistic. Not realistic. Let's make change and let's make goals for 2020 that are going to be sustainable. And guess what? Sustainable mm -hmm. goals. Don't happen overnight. Right. And that's the same <laughs> business, though. You got to have sustainability, scalability. Yeah. And then you got to have the right mindset. Let's go into goal setting. So, you know, this is the time of year that, um, as you know, I, I've been around the two of you, big goal setters. What are some of the principles you would suggest to listeners that, that you've used that have made you successful in the past as you set new goals? You want me to go first? I got the nod, like, you go first. <laughs> I'm on the spot now. Here, here's what I, it's funny that you talk about trust the process. <clears throat> I challenge everyone that I'm coaching or any young business uh, person that I've worked with. It's, it's always, I always laugh inside because they trust the GPS machine to take them into the lake. If it says turn right or left, <laughs> that you hear reports, they go into the lake. But God forbid you trust a four-time gold medalist to train you on how to get a gold medal. God forbid you trust someone who's taken three successful exits and seven figures on how to take a company seven figures. But you'll trust a GPS machine. And you'll go, hey, if it says turn right, I turn right. If it says turn left, I turn left. And I go, yeah, ask that lady that turned into the lake or ask that lady that turned over a cliff. And she, they asked her why. Or they asked him why. Because the GPS said so. When you have a gold medalist, Here's what I would say to answer your question. Trust the process, just like she said. I would ask and I lead with a question. Who do you listen to? For your goals and objectives, who do you listen to? You listen to those who have been where you are and are where you want to go. So if I'm a cyclist and I want to be a gold medal, she's been where I am because I'm starting out. And she is where I want to go because she's a four-time gold medalist. So I have to answer those questions. Who do I listen to? Those who have been where I are and where I want to go. The second thing I would say, it's actually what she said, is trust the process. And then my final is you have to have the end in mind. If you don't have MVP, everybody thinks MVP, in my opinion, they think it means most valuable player. No, it's mission, vision, purpose. So what's your MVP? My last thing I'd say is objectives stay the same. Plan this guy. 
That's mine. I love it. <laughs> How do you follow that up? Where, where does uh, where does writing things down come with with the two of you? Uh, write, writing down goals. I think those are really important. I think that actually it's even more important to tell somebody your goals. Um, mm. That makes you a little bit more accountable because writing them down is uh, still makes you accountable to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to back out of those. There's nothing better than doing it as a team. I think that a lot of things happen under the same roof. So if you're a significant other in you, make a goal together. But if you don't have the same goals, it's really hard because if Joe wants to you know, intermittent fast for however many hours. And that was, I, that was our most recent <laughs> challenge, me and Joe. And I don't want to participate. Don't participate. And I don't want to participate. It's like, I have to hand him a trough <laughs> at like six o'clock for him to eat before eight. And so, um, if it's, you know, seven forty-five, yeah. and his cutoff was 8 PM, I'm just like, wow, how are we going to eat in 15 minutes? So yeah. I become kind of this victim of whatever he wants to do. So I think that it has to be a collaboration. Um, one of the things when I think about goals, and this really comes from athletes, and I'm sure just like everything, it it just, it really is, um, there's so many parallels. And so I always, I always call it, and, and Tommy's familiar with this term I use, you have lifestylers, mm-hmm. you have pack fill, you have these people who love the idea of like being a professional athlete, or love the mm-hmm. idea of like winning a race, or love the idea of being on a professional cycling team. There's the same thing that happens in health and fitness is people love the idea of like, what would it be like if I was 30 pounds less? That would be amazing. And so the reason why um, people aren't going to the experts and um, they're they're listening to the GPS and they're following and they're going into the lake and they're going to do this little, they're going to order this book because this book, you know, obviously they hired some celebrities to tell them that, oh, they too look amazing because of this book. But at the end of the day, we all know that none of this works. It's a lot of hard work. And it's a lot of hard work to not only, the easy part is when people are like, I'm going to go ahead and I want to lose X amount of weight. That's the easy part is that initial piece. Now the maintenance and continue to be good and to continue on this life changing journey is the hard part. Retention. It's yes. retention of your goals. It's yes. retention. And, and I think uh, I agree with everything you both have said. For me, um, one of the traps I've, I, I love setting goals, always have since I've, I was a boy. I just write down goals. I think you need to, people they call them New Year's resolution, whatever you want to call them, but it's nice to have a reset. It's nice to have short and long-term goals. It's nice to write them down. It's nice to tell someone about those goals. I think sometimes people suffer when they do their goal making of not being big enough, not putting some ceiling on what they're actually trying to accomplish because I'll give you a couple of examples. If, if, if I set a goal that is something that I'm going to do every day and then a week into my goal, mm-hmm. I I'm not doing it every day. Oh, well, forget that. But if I have a goal, that's a little more lofty and out there, my daily, I'm going to get thrown off daily. I'm going to get thrown off weekly, but if I'm reminding myself and telling others where I'm headed, um, I'm going to get there. Um, and so I think writing them down is important. I think setting goals that are, are, are realistic. You'll hear people don't set unrealistic goals. Well, this world has changed when people don't set unrealistic goals. This world has changed when you when you disrupt, when you do things differently. So that's right. So the, but go back to your writing them down and just so because I agree with you. If you write down your lofty and your audacious goal, 
and you say it has to get done in a year or two yeah. years or whatever. All you do is got to work it backwards. That's right. And you take it in chunks. So my 100% goal is two years That's right. from now. I divide it by 24. That means I got to be 124th every month. Now, I could be under in one month. Yep. And pick it up on uh, on the second month or the third month. And that goal's got to be authentic. Yeah, it's got to be. You got to you got to really want it. Um, you throw something out there. To your point, you want to you know, pack fill, right? But people say I want to do this, but do you really want to do it? You say you want to get there, but but are you really want to do that? If you really want to get there, if you have that goal, it, it, you'll get there. Um, and it won't be the path you think it is. I guess that's the thing with goal setting for me. It's not, you start a business. I think of the yeah. businesses we've started and had some successes with and, and yeah, the ultimate outcome was the vision and mission and where we were going, but man, we got thrown off monthly, weekly off that plan and had to redefine ourselves, reshape ourselves to get there. That happens a lot in personal relationships too. But Kristen said it in just for all you viewers and listeners, you heard her say it very clear. It's hard. Here's what I will say. I get challenged on all the time. Success is simple, but it's not easy. Like you said, it was easy. I said, it, I said it was simple. Didn't say it was easy. Here's a simple path. You're going to work on two to three hours of sleep. You're going to sacrifice birthdays, Christmases, relationships. You're going to have to ask yourself, how much are you willing to give up to get this, whatever this end in mind yeah. is? Because it does become a, a balancing act, but it is a sacrifice act too. And there's no substitute for work. I mean, the, one of the... One of the lines that I, I'll always forget a good friend, he says, everyone wants to be successful. Everyone wants to make X amount. Everyone wants to have all these things, but very few people are willing to sacrifice what it takes to it's, get there. It's the question I told you, and I'll share this with you. I, I always, maybe it's wrong or right. You'll forgive me later. Everybody wants to go to heaven, right? Nobody wants to die to get there. There's only one way to get there. You got you to gotta be dead. But I don't want to die, but I do want to go. I call that in the, in the military world, they call it tactical. Everyone wants to buy all the gear. Everybody wants to take a picture with Kristen. Everybody wants to join Pivot. Everyone wants to say, I'm working on my gold medal. Nobody says, I'm getting my gold medal. I've got my yeah. gold medal. Yeah, you know, um, I think that I'm going to challenge your word because um, that's what I like to do. Love it. So the word <laughs> sacrifice, um, I don't look at it as sacrifices. Because <laughs> you, I look at it as you get to. You get to make life change. So here's the thing. You don't have to pay your mortgage. You don't have to go to work. You get to pay your mortgage. Choices then. Because not everybody has the opportunity or is provided the opportunity to actually do this. And I think a lot of times we, we talk about goal setting. We talk about all this thing. In the first pillar at Pivot, we have four pillars. And the first pillar we focus on is prepare. It's one of my strengths. It's something that I, I, I needed to do. And it always came naturally. But I call it mapping. I don't call it goal setting. I say, hey, we have to create our map. And it's no different than what you were saying, Troy, is you always have to create a map because you know you're going to go sideways. You're going to go left, right. But there's not one way to get to the end result. A coach might say, you're going to do five by five minute efforts today. And another coach might say, you're going to do six by four minute efforts today. It's the same thing, yep. right? And so it's just a different map on how you're going to get there. And so I think that making sure that you are mapping making sure that you always remember that you get to do this. It's for yourself. It's for your health. You're giving yourself that. great health. And if I had one tip that um, it's not a certain program, it's not a certain thing. One simple tip as you go into the new year and you have these lofty goals is a lot of times we're like, we're going to eat well and we're going to move and we're going to prepare and we're going to actually recover. 
really? Because I'm only going to do one thing and I want to focus on one thing. And so I think that you, it's when we talk about sustainability and we talk about having this lifelong journey of health, you want to pick one thing and do it really well. Yeah. So if you, if, if, if you want to pick fuel and you want to eat well in the home, then you know what? Don't worry about getting three workouts in the first four or six weeks of the yeah. new year, because when you start changing your life and eating well and meal prepping and doing everything amazing around food, you try fitting in three workouts when you haven't done either, mm-hmm. right? So get onto something, create habit change, do it pretty well, and then you can trickle Absolutely. little things yeah. in. But it's kind of like, as that pivot, we're not going to say, let's build five tomorrow. Like, we built one. We built a second, but you know, we're spreading these out. And just like in business, you can't get everything in your vision all in one thing. Yeah. Why do we look at fitness different? Why why is it in the fitness world when we're trying to make health yeah. changes? Why do we do everything all at once? We don't do it in business. <laughs> eyes versus stomach kind of <laughs> attitude. Like we are little kid, your your eyes are bigger than your stomach. But I love retraining the brain and thank you for that. Saying uh, uh, and I hope you guys heard that from a uh, from Kristen. It's not a sacrifice as much as it's a choice and you get to have these options. So that is a fantastic New Year's resolution for everyone that's listening and watching it, it, because you're leading with the positive dominant versus the negative dominant. The negative is it's a sacrifice. Positive is it's a choice. And, and, and add a little bit more to that. I think one of one of the things that I have to constantly train myself and I think human nature for us to to feel entitled no matter where we came from, you get a, a, an mm-hmm. attitude of, well, it should be that way. I should count on that. We shouldn't count on anything. Um, we wake up every day. We get, the, we get the chance to do the things we yeah. do. We're blessed with all of these opportunities. We, we can, uh, you can just look at things differently if you start living a life of gratitude. And as you set New Year's goals, look at it as not, I have to do this or I want it, but I get to make these changes. I get yeah. to change. I get the choice to to do these things. And it's just a different way of looking at it. And, and to that point, exactly. From the very beginning of today's podcast and our discussion, I spoke about the root of change is happiness. Yep. And if the one change you make or you bring in the new year isn't eating well, it's not moving, mm-hmm. it's not sleeping. And the one thing you do is you wake up every morning and you state or write out loud gratitude, something that you're happy about. Then your mindset's ready to make change. Yep. And maybe that's, maybe that's March one. Yeah. Maybe it's not January one, but if you're going to start off January one and you're not happy about this, I actually advise you wake up and just start talking about things you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. But happy is, a, is not an overnight process. I want to make sure that I'm hearing that. Correct. <laughs> yeah. it, you, 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 ER doctor, you know, in the hospitals, you got the frowny face and the smiley face <laughs> and there's 10 faces in between. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So you don't go from, how are you feeling? Well, I feel like crap. And the next day I feel great. <laughs> No, you're tracking progress. But, but there, but I, but as we wrap this up, um, several years ago, I read a talk, and it was a it was a great motivational talk. It was it was called the the abundant life, living the abundant yes. life. And the point of the whole thing was, if you really want to live an abundant life, it is a life of gratitude. It's a life of giving. It's a life of attitude of, hey, I'm grateful for this day, and I'm going to start that way. Uh, there's a lot of us, regardless of our situations, where where the choices we make begin with us begin with the way we look yes. at the world. I have another good friend of mine that, that calls it arrows out. Um, he'll say that uh, so many of us every day live arrows in. We walk through life 
wondering how things are affecting us. You know, that person did this to me. That person did this to me. I, you know, I can't do this because of this, because of that. And he says, I, I just have to always check myself and make sure I'm living life arrows yeah. out, which is what am I doing? How can I affect this? How can I help others? And, and I always like, it's a very simple way. Are you arrows out or arrows in? And uh, even with my, I, I look at my, my son right now, who's, uh, you know, he's in, in school, he's in Baton Rouge, he's away, he's trying to make it. And he calls me sometimes. He's like, man, this is hard. I'm like, yeah, but are your arrows out or your arrows in? Are you looking for ways to look around you and look for those opportunities? So uh, that's one of my goals for this next year. Again, I always keep it up is live life arrows out. Right. And, and you gotta be careful because if you're not careful, it happens to all of us and, and you need to check yourself frequently, but. I love that. When, as we wrap this up, Chris, and how do we get a hold of you? Uh, what would be some <laughs> leading messages to uh, tell people? I, I'm not holding you. Well, well yeah. one of my goals is to actually. <laughs> What's not your phone be... number? <laughs> I know, right? No, what, what he meant to say okay. is. Hey, Tommy will for me. <laughs> what I meant to say is it's, it's pivot. What, what's the website? What's oh, the yes. social media? Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of great, a lot of, yeah. <laughs> a lot of great, a lot of great things. Um, a lot of great resources at pivot. Um, you can go to pivot by ka.com yeah. pivot by ka.com social media. Same thing. Pivot by ka. So, um, and your nutritional, stuff. yeah, our nutritional stuff. You can find everything at pivot by ka. Got it. And so, um, you know, I, as I, as we kind of sign off, you know, um, the one thing I want to encourage people to do is I say this to pretty much all the kids, and I think it actually transfers over to adults is we are born with this great gift to believe. And it's, um, the belief and, you know, we wake yeah. up and there's days mm -hmm. where we believe in ourselves and there's days that we, for some reason, we don't believe in ourselves, but that gift can always be given back. You can always mm -hmm. help others believe in them. And so if you see people and you're surrounded by people that are having a hard time believing in themselves. If you start believing in them, they're going to believe in themselves again. So sometimes we have to give that gift of belief back yeah. to others. And I always think about the gift of belief because we were all born with it. Mm -hmm. And just it's just sometimes we wake up and it's gone away for a little bit. Um, but if you can remember that and give that gift back to others, I think that um, really goes a long way because half the battle is um, when somebody shares their goals instead of being like, yeah. You know, you, you feel it. And mm -hmm. instead it's like, Hey, awesome. How can I help you? Do you want me to go walk with you? Do you want me to, what I, you know, where do you want to, you want to go meet at a class? Like it's that gift of belief. And once someone's on the right track, then it's just, it's contagious. It's, it's mm -hmm. amazing. And, uh, Sansu, the art of war, I don't know if you guys have ever read it. One of the greatest business books ever that was written in, uh, in Asia, like in the 12th century, when the weakest act, the strongest, when the strongest act humble. And so that's all you're saying is push through that. Everybody, we're going to wrap up this, but here's what I'm hearing for New Year's resolution. I'm hearing from Tommy an attitude of gratitude. You want to have an attitude of gratitude. You want to have arrows out, not arrows in. I'm hearing from Kristen that you really want to have the end in mind and you want to retrain the brain to see things as not sacrifices, but as choices. And you get to as the blessings of life. But also I'm hearing from each and every one of you Surround yourself with a network so that you have a net worth of gold towards your goals. Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy Alquist, Kristen Armstrong, Troy McLean, Inspire Excellence. We'll see you January 2nd. You've been listening to the Inspire Excellence podcast. We invite you to find something that inspires you this week. Join us again for our next episode.